1: adidas
0: welcome back everybody bob stauffer and brendan escott joining you on oilers now Hope you're having a uh, fantastic Wednesday. Late start tonight, 8.52. Arizona Coyotes playing the second of a back-to-back. They had actually gone 6-0-2 before losing last night, 2-1 to the Winnipeg Jets. Guests and Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue and tell Chris and Chef Eltaf that Oilers now sent you. Roos Chris is open Tuesday through Sunday uh, from... uh, well, it's open from five until 10 p.m. Tuesday through Sunday. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Frank Saravalli coming up in this next segment along with Craig Morgan from uh, Phoenix Sports, longtime beat writer that really knows stuff in Arizona. Uh, We'll talk to the newest member of the Oilers organization on a UMass Lowell, and that is uh, Carl Berglund today at 120, and our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling, uh, John Shannon. Uh, Brendan, you're going to have to go via the phone for Frank, okay? Do you need a number, or are you good? I'll give him a buzz here. That's all good. Okay, we'll give him a buzz. Uh, Frank's going to join us here in a couple seconds' time. Uh, While we have an opportunity, we can uh, tell you that uh, for you golfers out there, if you're looking for a golf tour bucket list experience, you can join New West Travel this October and golf world-famous Pinehurst in North Carolina. It is the home of the 2024 U.S. Open as part of a five-day golf getaway. Your Pinehurst golf package includes airfare by private charter with open bar and meals, four nights, of spectacular accommodation, five rounds of golf, including the stunning U.S. Open course at Pinehurst. Space is limited. To reserve your tee time, reach out to newwesttravel.com. Again, you can text us at 780 and we go off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline and welcome back to the show for the Horses and Horse Racing in Alberta. Find events event scheduled at thehorses.com. We'll see you at the races. Daily face-offs, Frank Servali Hi, Frank. How you doing? Pretty good, Bob. How are you? Good. What's going on? What's the latest? What's happening around the league?
1: You, you... Well, it's been... I was going to say it's been relatively quiet. It's sort of college-free agent season. Uh, teams are scouring the market trying to find any sort of uh, advantage they can get on the margin, trying to assign players that were previously undrafted. And other than that, post-trade deadline, it's really, what are we down to, nine teams in the West, nine or ten in the East? I mean, it's that's pretty much it.
0: Last year at this time, there was eight in the East. The cutoff was there, uh, I, I guess. In January. It, yeah, from January on. I mean, I, I, are we seeing the Nashville uh, Calgary's still in the mix and Nashville's out in the West because that's Calgary's ninth right now. Is that who you got there? Or do you think the Preds can work their way back into this thing?
1: I mean, personally with the Preds and sort of the pieces that they lost, I, I have a hard time seeing them chasing down Winnipeg. Uh, I know a lot of people have asked about Seattle in, in recent days or weeks. Is, are they a team that could fall out of it? To me, the Kraken, have just the math works in their favor. They piled up too many points. Uh, they're not going anywhere and with the Flames like you know I think everyone's kind of just waiting for the Jets who have been in a swoon really since January 24th if you take a deep dive on their numbers that everyone's waiting for the Jets to sort of put everyone else out of their misery and that hasn't happened yet and the Flames you know I would think after the loss in LA you know the nail is more or less in that coffin but You know, statistically, not
0: quite yet. Yeah, Calgary's got 79 points. They are currently ninth uh, in the the Western Conference in that three-hole in the wild-card spot. One point behind them is Nashville with three games in hand. Winnipeg's got 83 points. Seattle's at 85. Edmonton's at 88. Seattle's got a game in hand of the Oilers la and vegas it's interesting frank the top six teams in the month of march are all from uh the western conference now some people said well stuff for you dummy that's because the west is playing the west but we're also seeing some of the the teams in the west make some hay here and work their way up the standings a bit and i I guess i want to get to the pacific division um Vegas, went out. it's it's going to be really interesting here because because of what happened with Jonathan Quick ending up in Vegas. L.A. goes and gets Jonas Korpisalo, and the Oilers trying to chase those two teams down for top spot in the Pacific. Give me your take on what we're seeing right now.
1: I mean, I, I've really liked the Kings all year, and I think they got significantly better um, at the trade deadline. Just sort of in an understated way as they did in the summer in adding Kevin Fiala, like not necessarily the biggest splash. Definitely the Gavrikov trade, not the one that was most talked about, but I think when you consider what uh, Columbus was asking for for Gavrikov initially and what he ended up going for, um, and to get Corpasalo in the deal as well, I think they were initially looking for a first, a third, and a fourth to, to match what Savard got, and they ended up getting Corpasalo as well for a price less than what was paid for just Savard. Uh, a couple years back. So uh, I think they did a nice job at the deadline. Um, I think they take a team that has really an abundance of defensemen and they can now better balance it out with Gabrikov. i be real curious to see what they end up doing on the right side of their blue line this summer, and I think that's a big thing to watch out for. But I would say, um, you know, when you're looking at Vegas, like, I thought they had one of the more perplexing deadlines. You know, I get the addition of Jonathan Quick, you know, hopefully, someone that gives you a shot in the arm, and certainly was that through the first three games that he played. Um, but they didn't. They had an opportunity to spend big, with Mark Stone being on LTIR. The problem was they really couldn't trade for someone that had terms. So Timo Meyer was a fit as a sort of potential short-term flip. Other than that, they were kind of you know looking at the rental market, and they didn't. They didn't swing big. And so, for a team that traditionally does that, I wonder if that's a the Vegas Golden Knights displaying some uh, prudence in terms of you know viewing their their future assets, or is that a view of how they see their team fitting into the grand scheme and scope of the Western Conference? It's kind of hard to to really wrap your head around that for a team that had been so ultra aggressive through the first six years of their existence
0: three goals nine points plus 15 in 10 games frank what are your thoughts on uh what matthias Eckholm has brought the order so far
1: i think he's been an unbelievable fit better than i originally imagined um i think you could tell that once he i so i think doing some research on the position that he was in in nashville i think there was a lot of i don't want to say concern but i think consternation about um he saw the writing on the wall of where the season was trending for the Preds. He knew that he had recently signed a contract extension, and I think, for someone that had always been part of Nashville's organization, was in a spot where, you know, I wonder if the concern of what's going to happen at the deadline, you know, maybe potentially impacted his play when something like that's hanging over your head. Um, comes to Edmonton and is excited to be there. I think one of the first comments that I read from him was you know, just how him and his wife are outdoors people. And and obviously being from from Sweden, they're people that, um, you know, spend a bit of time outdoors and in the cold, and this is an environment that suits them. So, um, you know, I think that's one of the other, you know, factors and facets of it is that not everyone's built for Edmonton, and that's okay. But when you can find someone that really loves it, I think it becomes that much more of an added bonus, and you can step in and sort of help a team take a lot of pressure off of the top pair, that I think really that goes a
0: long way. All right. Uh, We're joined right now by Frank Cervalli for the Horses in Horse Racing, Alberta. We've talked a bit about the uh, West and specifically the Pacific Division. Um, James Reimer came into town with the San Jose Sharks the other night, and we're in an interesting spot here. Um, And you're seeing organizations take different routes in terms of wearing jerseys to support various initiatives, and I think you know where I'm going with
1: this. Do
0: you have Mm -hmm. much
1: to say in any of this? Do I have anything to say? Yeah. Um, I think it's a really nuanced argument, because I can kind of understand it from every angle, and that's not me sitting on the fence. Yep. Um, I think a lot of the discourse that I see on social media really bothers me, my own personal opinion, because I think people that seek to be really tolerant then take these people and demonize them on social media. And I think they become everything that they don't want to be. That's one side of it. And so the other side is James Reimer has a right to, you know, do whatever he sees fit. I think the best argument that I've heard in, in this case is that, Gary Bettman explain it, and the, it, it sort of echoes the league stance, which is something along the lines of, let's say you support three charities and someone comes along to you and says, well, I, you know, I'd like you to chip in and support this one, and your response is, no, no, I already support three, I'm good. Well, just because you don't support that fourth charity that someone brings to your plate doesn't necessarily mean you don't like that charity or just because you're not participating. Um, all of that said, it, it, this is not a, a full-throated defense of, of James Reimer. Like, I know what I would have done. I would have worn the jersey. Yep. But I, I just think that in, in this case, you know, you have to be careful to, to not trample on what each individual sees, because I think that's how you start going the other direction. Yeah,
0: you know, I think that's a pretty fair overall assessment on your part, Frank. You had a really interesting piece on some potential Group 6 free agents. And some of these guys are really unheralded, so perhaps educate our listeners. Uh, I mean, Matthew Phillips is a guy Otter's fans are familiar with. They've seen him in the rookie tournaments. He uh, he appears to be a bit of an AHL NHL tweener, but uh, give me some thoughts on a couple guys who may get some traction out there.
1: Yeah, so Phillips was one of the five guys that I had written about sort of unheralded, guys that are pending group six free agents that for whatever reason haven't gotten a big enough shot uh or or a shot at all uh when you consider the games played requirements to become a group six and that's really kind of the point of it is like if you're in an organization and you're not getting the opportunity you deserve at the end of it instead of having to wait for full unrestricted free agency to be given an option to get there sooner or earlier Phillips is a guy who has elite, high-end skill. The problem is he's five foot six and 155 or 160 pounds. And, look, I think you can be that size, that 5'7 or whatever it is, ask Marty St. Louis, but you need to have legs the size of tree trunks, like Marty St. Louis did. You need to be hard to knock off pucks. Those five guys on that list, um, including Eric Schalgren and including Mikey Essamont. And, you know, the other guys that are part of that group, they're all going to get a shot somewhere. They're going to get a contract. They're going to get an opportunity. The thing is, with each different Group 6 free agent class that pops up every year, you know, every five years you're going to get a Michael Bunting or you're going to Jonathan Marcheseau or another guy that has elite AHL numbers that just needed a chance. I'm not sure that exists in this class, but I think they're interesting nonetheless.
0: All right, final one for you. The owners play the Arizona Coyotes tonight. The Coyotes have $27 million currently tied up in LTIR of their $66 million cap team. So they've got $39 million worth of players. Uh, they have 22 picks in the first three rounds of the next three drafts.
1: That's that's a lot. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. uh, they Too do. many for one organization, actually. What's that? It's actually too many for one organization. Uh, They have
0: Logan Cooley out of the University of Minnesota, who's going to be on their team next year, and Dylan Gunther, who's with the Seattle Crack and the former Edmonton Oil King. Connor Geeky's probably two years away. So those guys are both top six guys. They might end up being two-thirds of their first line down the road. What's your take on what's gone on here in the desert, and and has Bill Armstrong been undermined in terms of the Connor Bedard hunt? Because his goaltending has been too good, his coaching's too good, and the team plays too hard.
1: I think he's been undermined. I mean, look for an organization that was on this path; they, they had set everything up for this year to bottom out, and of all years to do it, this was the one. Because it's not just the lottery odds for Conor Bedard. It's also, I believe, and, and I'm not a draft expert, and I don't pretend to be one. But the point is after Bedard, there's still three, uh, arguably three franchise players um, or certainly franchise changers that are available beyond them in Fantilli and and uh, I wonder really who's going to take a, a swing on Bishkov, et cetera, that this was the year to really make sure you're in the top three so that you could at least get one of those players, top four. Will they get there? I don't know. I mean, the odds are are sort of working in their favor. Each point they pile up is is each additional one uh, lost, opportunity lost. And for a team that, you know, what you're trying to do is assemble the best collection of high-end talent that that you can. And, you know, this season has gone the wrong direction on that front. They've won too many games at home. Um, All those things uh, that have put themselves in a spot where, um, they're they're probably not they're going to miss out. We'll see how the lottery goes. Uh,
0: you know why they're winning games at home, right?
1: It's not the environment, is it?
0: It's exactly the environment for the opposition. team. I don't think it is for the opposition team. They're uh, Arizona. That's what
1: I was going to say. I think it's that opposition don't take them seriously right. enough.
0: Coming into Arizona, and they, they end up getting the win. Right, and they, you know, the, the bear, Andre Tourney, the co- the head coach, he won a world junior title with Canada. He's he's a good coach, and that team plays hard, and they play structured, and they've had good goaltending. They're a pain in the ass to play against at home. Mm-hmm. And teams, I, I'm going to, you know, I'm looking forward to going in there, but I've heard from some guys around the league that some of the players are like, this isn't the NHL here? Like, seriously? This is the end. Well, right?
1: It may not be for long. That's the thing, because there's no bigger day in, in franchise history than May 8th coming up with this referendum on the ballot. Because I'm here to tell you, if, if they don't win that referendum, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see the NHL pull up stakes later in the month of May and move on, because there's no other viable path, at least at the moment, Wow! to put steel in the ground. And they're not going to go through an un- Unterminable, meaning interminable, uh, no end date in sight at Mullet Arena. That's just not the case.
0: Frank, awesome stuff. We'll let you get back to being a parent, okay? Thanks, Bob. That is Frank Cervalli for The Horses in Horse Racing, Alberta. Find event schedules at thehorses.com. We'll see you at the races. When we come back... We will have Oilers game day trivia for Pro Am Sports and NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Scott, joining you. It's 12:51 at Edmonton.
2: Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation, the ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation, the ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation, the ultimate chillin by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas.
1: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: Hello, little Bob Cage and you. It's 1254 at Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, along with Brendan Escott, and at this time for Elite Promotional Marketing. We'll go to NHL today. Your local branded merchandise specialist head to ElitePromoMarketing.com.
2: Brendan? Hey, hey, we uh, just have two games, as we mentioned, tonight in the league. Colorado uh, hosting Pittsburgh, and then, yeah, El- Edmonton welcoming Arizona at 8.52 this evening. Chats coverage starts at uh, 7 o'clock following an hour of Inside Sports. Edmonton, we mentioned signing 23-year-old centerman Carl Berglund to an entry-level contract. We will introduce you to him at uh, 1.20 today. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl considered the best passer among his peers and. Connor McDavid the overwhelming favorite as the player to have with, uh, uh, with sorry the player to have with a win on the line there we go that's according to the NHL player poll the one that they run each and every year Vegas is the destination not so surprisingly players most like playing in Montreal ruled Caden gooley out for the year he's got a high ankle sprain uh, Condors welcoming the Abbotsford Canucks to town this evening oil Kings wrapping up the regular season this week uh, they did fall five2 to Swift current on the road last night, despite a 32 save effort from Logan Cunningham. Uh, they are back at it against Medicine Hat tonight. And then again, they finish up the season this weekend, Bob.
0: All right. Uh, you can text us on the Ashley Pine Floors text line 780 496 0063. The text out of Edmonton says, I disagree with James Reimer, but I agree with his right to choose. Again, you can text us at 780 496 0063. Uh, Bob, are there any other NCAA players that the Oilers are looking at? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're looking for a little bit more help on the farm. I will tell you that right now. Uh, they probably could use another right shot defenseman at some point for the American Hockey League. Again, the Oilers signing Carl Berglund. We... Are going to go to Oilers Game Day Trivia? It is presented by ProAm Sports.ca. It's located in Edmonton on St. Albert Trail or online at ProAm Sports.ca. That's Oilers Game Day Trivia for ProAm Sports. Up for grabs a $50 GC from ProAm Sports and bragging rights. Almost more important. Here we go. So the Edmonton Oilers acquired Nick and from the Arizona Coyotes, the Coyotes ate half of Bukestead's salary. Uh, the owners gave up Michael Kesselring as well as a third-round pick. Edmonton also got a prospect D back. Who was the defenseman that's currently playing for the Bakersfield Condors that Edmonton got back uh, from Arizona in the Bukestead deal? You can text the correct answer on the Ashley Five Floors text line 780-496-0063. That answer we'll have for you when we return, second hour of the show. Uh, we will hear from Craig Morgan uh, from Phoenix Hockey, longtime beat writer in that market. We'll also hear from Carl Berglund, The order signing him today at the NCAA, UMass Lowell, and John Shannon will join us for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn.